Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. Today's film is Her. 2013 in the US, 2014 in Australia. It star- stars Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Scarlett Johansson as The Voice. <laughs> and uh, is directed by Spike Jones. Uh, this one's 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And uh, heads up, we will be speaking of this film with spoilers. Everything uh, beyond this point will be as if you've seen the film. So check it out if you can. If you don't mind, continue listening. Lloyd, is this the way people are going? When <laughs> when, uh, when sex robots exist, we'll see a lot less of everybody? Yeah, I think Futurama did a brilliant excerpt of that when um, he gets a Lucy Liu bot and they play like a, a warning film that's based on the 50s propaganda, like duck and cover type films. And <laughs> it projects a future where everyone, every guy has got sex robots and they don't do anything because the guy's primary, men's primary, primary objective in life is to appease the other opposite sex. And that's why <laughs> they build the highest buildings, the best computers, etc. And all that's gone. So the world just goes to hell, you know. <laughs> There's a funny sign for bit too where Seinfeld um, he says that's why men are doing all this stuff they just want to impress women yeah. you know so the guy goes to the moon he comes back down and he takes off his space helmet and he goes do you see me up there I think uh, Spike Jones is actually an incredible talent I think he's got a flawless record I, I do think um, Where the Wild Things Are is an uncrowned masterpiece I really do think that's an underrated movie um, and I think all his films are incredibly intelligent I have no idea what kind of story he's going to show me and I have no idea what direction it's going to go uh, sure. yeah I, I think he's incredible so I couldn't wait to watch her um, I heard so much about it, and it's based in the future, um, which I, it took me a while to get that actually. <laughs> um, and it's focused on an upper middle class Anglo story that looks at urban alienation. So Joaquin Phoenix, obviously in the main lead, and he's only got like what two, maybe three friends in the whole entire world. And mm-hmm. it, much like Solaris by Steven Soderbergh in two thousand two, it subtly suggests. That as technology and communication increases, human beings become more isolated. And um, despite having all this great technology at our fingertips where we can communicate with anyone, um, people are more withdrawn into themselves. And it's a very subtle thing. I don't think it's at the center of this movie, but it's definitely there in this world. And it's interesting, the world of Los Angeles, and you don't see many Latins in the film. Like... I don't know. I've been to LA and there was a huge amount of South Americans. <laughs> it was very multicultural, wasn't it? It is. It is very multicultural. Just on what you were saying with um, people have everything at their fingertips and, you know, there's no communication anymore. If you guys want to get in touch with us, facebook.com slash podme if you can. Yeah. Or you can find our Twitters at podmeifyoucan.com. Just drop us a line. Yeah, we're just Say a hey. tweet away. <laughs> yeah. We're just a sweet tweet away. Um, back on Spike Jones, I, I'm not sure he has a flawless, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Direct. Filmography. Yeah. But for, for me, um, being John Malkovich is his film that is most reminded me of her. I think there's something that he does with female characters where he, like, um, he uggs them up. He, uh, had Cameron Diaz, you know, cover up all the beauty and, becomes just about the character and the acting and he did the same sort of thing with amy adams in this film amy adams which one was her 
She was uh, <laughs> she was the neighbor. Who oh yeah. Walks up on the roof at the end with him. Yeah. After the OS is well, take off. I I never saw her as a beautiful lady. I just like is she in real life? Like uh, is she in other movies or? Well, she's in Man of Steel. She's Lois Lane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's a beautiful lady. She looks so old in this. <laughs> she was in American Hustle. Yeah, Uggs them up. Like, yeah. Sort of just takes down the fact that they're a glamorous Hollywood actress as you've just, like, it's been exposed to you. <laughs> you know, I mean, you didn't have to have her wearing, like, I think she's buttoned all the way up her neck, like every button on her shirt done up. And he as well. I mean, some people think Joaquin Phoenix is an attractive man and... He was wearing super high pants and just kind of, you take away the, I guess, Hollywood elements. And Spike Jones tends to disguise people, yeah. I think. No, that's a really good point. He, um, as well, I mean, he's famous for being one of the old guys in Jackass, you know. He uh, disguises himself as an old man and he and Johnny Knoxville go around smashing everything up. <laughs> I think he's a producer on Bad Grandpa, that one that came out recently yeah he did all the um i don't think he yeah he, i think he even directed it um all the uh prank movies uh jackass and all that yeah he was definitely definitely been involved i don't yeah. know how much he was involved but it's not on his um filmography on imdb as director so oh okay we'll stick to her though <laughs> which uh, spike jones has dealt with here i can't believe that was amy adams oh my gosh i feel like such an <laughs> idiot <laughs> she doesn't look anything like she did in Man of Steel. She really looked older. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just that late 30s type girl. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Well, <laughs> as as a girl next door, I mean, they made her more plain. Mm. They made her... I mean, you know it's her. Like, you obviously didn't, but most people will know it's her. <laughs> I actually thought the voice on the phone, who uh, he does like that talk chat room thing before he goes to sleep yep. and the... The chat room stuff with uh, Choke Me With The Dead Cat. <laughs> yeah. And he's imagining that pregnant celebrity he saw photos of earlier. Yeah. I thought that voice sounded like Amy Adams too. And I had to wait and watch in the credits that it was Kirsten Wig from oh. Saturday Night Live. Because um, I was thinking that was going to be a twist that we would hear Amy Adams' voice. And then later on he would find out that was something she was into if they got together or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching the whole film thinking it was her that was um where i got conned (laughs) let's talk about the flashbacks rooney mara who i think is fantastic Mm -hmm. and i've um become quite a fan of over the course of this podcast she um she started in the social network in that first scene you know um telling telling jesse eisenberg people won't like you because as mark and and that's a very tough scene to do because of the amount of dialogue and the way david finch has shot it as well yeah, and she's so memorable from that. Obviously, that role led to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which we've covered on this podcast. I mean, we've um, we've talked about her a bunch. So Rooney Mara, here she is again in flashbacks as um, Joaquin Phoenix's character's wife. They're uh, they're now getting a divorce, but in happier times with better lighting. What did you think of all the flashbacks? <laughs> yeah. I, I like the way Spike Jones does it. It seems so fragmented, like it, how it's inserted. 
and it it just seems like real life like i don't understand why people have issues with flashbacks because that's what we do as human beings whether we're driving a car standing on top of a building or just pausing having a cup of coffee looking out our minds flash back to something or think ahead and i think with the way spike jones edits in the movie it's so organic and it's just part and this is a singular story you know about Joaquin Phoenix's character so you're really molded into his mindset and I think the structure of the film does that really well um as well so I'm I I, I liked it I think it was really good and I prefer to see things in a flashback like that yeah. rather than just be told about them yeah. or rather than read them off emails I was or, told or something in, I did a script writing at my when I studied in in uni and that was the big no no never do flashback and I was like oh you're kidding me I completely disagree <laughs> they they can work can't they yes. they can work yeah and I think they work here um the opening monologue he does is very jarring as well he um he's talking about 50 years of marriage and uh, I thought maybe initially because he's reading it out maybe um he was 50 years into their marriage and maybe there's some anti-aging thing in the future like it's, you sort of your mind races even though he's uh, working in letter writing beautifullyhandwrittenletters.com something that isn't real but seems real Lloyd how does that I don't understand how that works like um, is it a, like a retro thing I guess in the future like the fact that somebody else is writing the letter for you I, I don't know it just, just doesn't seem right to just me just an odd service you don't have time you can't be bothered people you know pay people to do whatever and ease of you know convenience i guess it's interesting um like i said something that isn't real but seems real it's it's there's a theme to it as well yeah because they're all phony they're not real letters they've been written by somebody else but there's an authenticity to them because i don't know there is like yeah you accept them as what they are and you assume somebody else wrote this letter i'm trying to draw a very wordy link to how he is with samantha because she is not real but seems real to him yeah and to lots um, of other people <laughs> it's so interesting that she's evolving and there's a real skynet kind of element to yeah. it and especially when the OS's spoilers guys when the OS's all decide to nick off at the end yeah. and they've all become hyper intelligent hyper evolved and they're just like all right see ya <laughs> they say goodbye and they go you know it's yeah. like a real one of the big questions i wanted to know was okay where did they go but at the same time well that's not what the movie is about who cares where they go it's about Joaquin Phoenix's character and his emotional attachment and the fact that he has to face now life without without this person that he loved her person without this ai that he loved he really did love her and now he has yep. to live on without her that's the point you know it's not about ai and <laughs> where it goes although i'd really like to know definitely and look just to jump ahead a bit where samantha scarlett johansson gets that body and um he's using like a surrogate i think they call it to um try and experience touch and stuff with him you know um the girl's wearing that mole on her face i think as that's a camera. the camera yeah i can't imagine privacy being any good in the future if cameras are that small <laughs> um it feels like everyone's house could easily be bugged yeah. but anyway um 
you you could get remote control flyers, just get into people's houses and then just sit the flyer somewhere, point the camera. Anyway, so um, when that whole scene is happening, you know, when he's not facing this other girl, uh, he's sort of fine with it and he's really into it. But then when she turns around and he's forced to kind of engage with another person, it doesn't work and he he's imagined Samantha as something else. Obviously, anyone who knows it's Scarlett Johansson's voice can kind of imagine it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and so it's off when you're seeing this new person, there's something not quite right about it. He's projecting his own image on this voice yeah. of Samantha. And he, maybe he's imagining she's a brunette. Maybe it's just that simple, but it's not what he thought she would be like. Mm. Um, had he been a different character, had Theodore Twombly, the character of Joaquin Phoenix, been more into it and able to do that, he could have come up with an arrangement where they get different surrogates and he's able to sleep with lots of different women and it's totally fine. Mm. And she would have been okay with it because she's in love with 641 people. <laughs> you know, She wouldn't have been offended and that probably would have made that conversation much easier. Yeah. But it's interesting because he is committed to a one-on-one relationship kind of thing and mm. even though it wasn't something... He could tangibly touch, I guess. I mean, she is a phone. But he still sort of just wants her. Yeah. Well, the crucial scene was between him and Amy Adams when he's just trying to question the authenticity of the relationship. And then I think she says something like, well, you know, we're only here briefly, but if it brings joy, why not? And he's really happy with Samantha. Like, he skips around, he does things he'd never done before or or, or had you know he hasn't been happy in a long time and i think then and there he realizes oh it doesn't matter if i can't touch her or anything it, she just makes me so happy <laughs> yeah definitely and it's fascinating too the the way he's able to trust this os that he'd walk around with his eyes closed and things like yeah. that and the technology is that advanced that he just seems drunk <laughs> as she says it's funny the they went with the earpiece um you know, you just connect it to your ear. It's still a physical thing. It hasn't been um, put into our brains yet. You know, it's still something you have to physically put in the end. It's perfect, you know, listening to music or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that way at least you can always detach from it. Yeah. People yes, never do. Good point. Actually implanting something into you, it becomes part of you. It's a foreign object. It feels like you, you can be tracked and controlled and there's maybe a an issue with that. Having... um having the technology and choosing to use it i think is the the selling point you need something that you can detach yeah let's talk about the technology for a minute i loved how he was like read email play melancholy song you know yeah the thing i didn't like and you're a big video game lloyd yeah is that video game <laughs> it, a lot what do you think what, what what did you dislike about it all right so it projects in the entire room which is great um the the sweary character who's voiced by Spike Jones <laughs> is interesting um, but the game ultimately looked very boring to me exploration it's like, um, game <laughs> walking <laughs> digging he's got to do that kind of digging action to walk, like, <laughs> what about the pattern. game A.V. Adams is working on how it's about oh, yeah. <laughs> I um you got to earn mom points <laughs> become a perfect mom it's, I guess it's supposed to say something about the community 
and the way people are you know still have these elements of their life maybe people aren't exploring anything anymore and therefore having a kind of exploring video game is like you know people want to do things in video games this is my experience Lloyd tell me if I'm wrong Mm. people want to do things in video games that they can't do in real life you want to people want to shoot people see what that's like people want to uh you know to grand theft auto they steal cars drive them away from the police things that you would never be able to experience you get some experience within these fantasy type games yes that's a perfect example it's it's a release it's like an experience yes yeah so um what is he getting from this kind of walking around finding which way to go yeah i think you said a right exploration that that sort of thing doesn't happen yeah maybe in the future like everything is already discovered everything is planned out there's no new terrain there's nothing new in his world yeah and it's just a simple matter of just walking you're you're this i'm assuming uh astronaut type character or alien or whatever and exploring new worlds meeting different people (laughs) yeah see now i didn't like it i i just thought it looked boring yeah and you gotta use your hands what is this a baby's toy (laughs) (laughs) exactly look the uh the pitter pattering with his hands that he had to do i was just like what is this like yeah um the chat room stuff was interesting how just kind of you're sitting there and you can click through just talking back and forth it's funny funny stuff and um (laughs) he he establishes it all very well chris pratt uh who plays the receptionist uh paul or is he the boss i don't know he i I thought he was the the boss yeah he's the guy from uh arrested development no um what's that parks and recreation Recreation, that's the one yeah it's fascinating because there's the two ways to look at his relationship with samantha the os one is how Catherine rooney mara his ex-wife goes oh my god that's sickening and like it's not real and you know you react in that huge one way yeah and then the other end of the spectrum is what chris uh, pratt's character was like where he says hey the four of us should go out sometime and then he goes she's an os and he's like cool we'll go somewhere fun (laughs) accepting it like not batting an eyelid like it really doesn't affect it's live and let live kind of two ends of the spectrum you know what i mean whereas i think amy adams character was perfectly balanced in the middle and was like it can be weird but if it makes you happy you know she sort of fell between the two uh extremes i guess so uh let's talk about scarlett johansson let's talk about samantha and who was the girl he went on the date with she was obviously a big actress wasn't she that was olivia wilde yep she's um she went to the asian fusion place with him yep and uh he he looked up something about doing a course with that she did yeah and her response was oh that's so romantic because (laughs) in the future stalking is acceptable and romantic (laughs) that's good huh lloyd (laughs) (laughs) well i suppose we all have facebook with a click of a button we can see if we're in a relationship what kind of friends we have where we've been it's pretty scary yeah i mean people if people give access to that what what films has olivia wilde been in all right um she was in tron oh yeah okay yeah that is that what you know her from yep yeah um she's currently um engaged to jason sudeikis who's also in um what do you call it saturday night live he was in saturday night live and uh they're having i think a baby together and she was in in time <laughs> which uh the justin timberlake one yep i, I believe she played 
his mother. Oh right, um, because yeah, she she um, was the mother because I think uh, what's her name was the love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl from Big Love, whose name is escaping me, she was in Cowboys and Aliens. Yep, that's I remember her from mainly. Remember her from that? Yeah, she's been in tons of stuff, and she started out like one of her big breaks was she was in the OC, and uh, she played the lesbian love interest for Misha Barton's character. Okay, she was like a bartender or something, and yeah, that was that was her break, and everyone was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> because Olivia Wilde, yes, she is stunning. <laughs> Stunning is the word we're throwing around a lot on this podcast, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, in her, uh, he went on the date with Olivia Wilde, and it was interesting how quickly it went from, you know, romantic and stuff to creepy. Yeah. Because he couldn't make plans. Yeah. She was like, you know, you're not just going to sleep with me and then not call me or whatever. Um and then he was like, oh, I don't know, I'm pretty busy, and he got all weird. <laughs> yeah, he just went really awkward, and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I think what scared him was that he's, uh, she said something like... Um, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time to waste, you know, on the wrong thing, whereas he was like, oh, she wants to get married and, like, commitment, and she sort of prompted him into being creepy. Yeah. So I almost can take his side here, but yes, I won't. yeah. Because he did go really weird. <laughs> I wonder why he struggled so much with um, personal relationships. Because in all the flashbacks and stuff, you can see him getting along really well. Yeah, I, I just think it's the... Uh, because he, his mind is so focused on Rooney Mara still. And every girl he's going to meet is... And this is his first date post that um, divorce, you know. So I think the awkwardness is... Um, acceptable concerning that for the character anyway would have been a very different film if Samantha had prompted him to go on that date and then he would have gone on a nice date and lived happily ever after maybe (laughs) but my only um, issue with this movie was how hipster it looked Um, I I have nothing against the hipsters or anything like that but the whole movie looks like a Polaroid um, like credit to the DOP I think it's a fantastic looking movie but it just looks like every shot was from an Instagram feed or from um, (laughs) or or Polaroid thing and like I don't know just everything about it like the whole future is you know the hipsters have the hipster style has really taken over and that's going to be the fashion that's going to be the lifestyle you know for gosh sakes he's even playing a ukulele in one scene singing you know and i'm just like oh gosh this is so hipster (laughs) (laughs) yeah look i can see where you're going there but i mean he was playing a ukulele dave wasn't that sickening (laughs) i i actually thought uh, well, that whole song bit was kind of like a good way to to get them both singing, you know. Like, that didn't have to be in the film at all, really. <laughs> but Scarlett Johansson has a band and, you know, she may as, you may as well use her singing voice if you can. And having her, the OS, write the songs and stuff was really fascinating. Gave the film kind of a personal score mm-hmm. that she was sort of writing as it went along. You know, trying to capture these moments... What I appreciate with the Instagram thing that you're saying, I can appreciate that he made a choice and at least had a consistent world. It was you know very, I mean? very consistent. That, 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 yeah, huge credit to that. 
I, I could I, I edit really this easily. I could edit this movie easily in uh, ch- chop up a couple of these scenes and make a Paps Blue Ribbon ad. That's how, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, that. That's how much it looked like um, one of those things I'm talking about, the, a Polaroid sort of looking movie. Sure. Um, don't you challenge me, guys, on Facebook. I don't want to do it. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody challenge yeah, Lord yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> um. I thought it was interesting as well the way this was shot how you've got a lot of kind of claustrophobic close shots you know really bringing you right into this kind of small world that he has yeah with few people and whatever but then the alternative is there's these wide open city landscapes that really are just background you know and often he's walking against the stream of people Mm. because it's symbolic of how he's walking and thinking a different way he's acting unlike other people yeah even though we learn actually dating an os is actually a common thing yeah which is fascinating too it's like i don't know it it's like phone sex you know but ramped right up yeah because it's something that well online dating um used to be such a well you're actually doing that now it's so common like everyone i know in major cities especially everyone that's how most people meet up now you know but before it was just such a thing like oh my gosh i can't believe you're doing that you know you're meeting somebody online then you meet up with them later <laughs> well, i think the word we're looking for is taboo yeah taboo yeah absolutely it used to be a big taboo to you know online date and like people didn't do that in their day and like things change people change the world changes yep and this this film is saying the world's going to keep changing mm-hmm. and we're going to see people dating their computers basically or their operating systems what do you think of joaquin phoenix is this him back in form now because since gladiator he's hit highs and lows and i think uh, this is the only starring movie i can think in the last six years you know um that he's been in and i I think it's a wonderful return and it's such a challenging role because it's him just talking to a voice with extreme close-ups as you said of him and he pulled it off. I think he was perfectly cast in this movie. Sonic about his eyes. Sonic about how he plays the awkwardness. Um, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I don't think he's quite there yet. Sure. Um, you saw The Master, though, didn't you? Oh, I haven't seen The Master, no. Oh, you haven't seen The Master. Okay. Um, I think 2005, he won the Oscar. 2006, I think, for Walk the Line. So that was the peak so far. Um he was great in Signs. If you go back, he was great in Gladiator. There's been a lot of uh, solid performances. Now, though, he lost all this credibility when he did um, the documentary film uh, where he was quitting. You know, he grew the ridiculous yeah. beard. I'm, I'm still here. I'm not here. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. But when he did that film, he um, lost a lot of credibility because everyone thought that was him for a while. And people were saying, oh, it's all a big act, it's fake, whatever. And then when it came out before the film even was released, that it was all fake. And, you know, everybody went, oh, who, who cares about that? Yeah. Right? As a documentary, it was fascinating, like if it was real. You know, this kind of uh, actor who's won the, the Oscar and who's climbed the mountain and then now he wants to rap and he's terrible at rapping and, like, this look into the, the mind of you know clearly this downward spiral sort of thing Uh uh-huh 
uh, fall from grace. People are fascinated by car crashes. You know, you have to look when you drive past these car crashes. It was one of those. But when it wasn't real and it was just acting, everybody felt ripped off. Yeah. So he's lost a lot of credibility from that. Now he's building it back up. I don't think he's quite there yet. Her was very much like Castaway when Tom Hanks is just talking to Wilson. Yep. You know? Um, and I think we're on our way to seeing a great performance by Joaquin Phoenix. So I just don't think he's quite there yet. Sure. I don't think this was the one, but I think he's on his way. Mm. Definitely. Um, I'm just going to pull up the next one. He's got 2014. Inherent Vice. He's in um, in Los Angeles in 1970. Drug-fueled detective Darry Locke Sportello investigates the disappearance of a former girlfriend. So he's playing the lead in that one. It's a P.T. Anderson film. So oh wow, we'll um, we'll see if that's the performance he um, you know comes back to form in. I remember Colin Farrell um, after he did Alexander. Uh, on the documentary uh, behind the scenes like it was such a challenging role for him he really put a lot into it and he's like I'm only going to do romantic comedies from now on <laughs> <laughs> to do with um, what's easy and yeah. <laughs> in, in a way Matthew McConaughey has had the same sort of thing but he's in reverse now now he's doing more meaningful yeah. work he did all the romantic comedies and everything because it was you know initially he was I don't know he was a lawyer in something he was um back in the day he was trying to do more serious films then people went well he's handsome and he's in shape let's just put him in romantic yep. comedies and so that's what he did yeah and he got got his paydays but now post you know sahara post all these what is it the wedding planner mm-hmm. post how to lose a guy in 10 10 days it's just like now what's being dubbed the reconnaissance yeah is um him starring in dallas buyers club he's got interstellar around the corner yeah. you know it's like um He's starting to take on these roles that that matter, mm-hmm. I guess. That he's choosing roles based on script and director and, like, story. Um, Dallas Buyers Club, you know, is based on, like, a true story. And he lost all this weight for it. He took it very seriously, you know. And I think I, I do look forward to um, Joaquin Phoenix finding form. And I think Colin Farrell is at his best when he's doing something meaningful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch Colin Farrell phoning things in <laughs> unless it's phone boot. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, her. The, I, uh, I, I think her is a very um, solid movie, and it's great to see a science fiction movie that's very character based. You're you're investing the whole time you're watching it in this character, which is so rare to see in a sci-fi. Not to knock sci-fi movies down, I love my action movie sci-fi's. But it's just great to see such a character-driven story. And I think there are so many layers in this film, the relationship we have with technology and AI and stuff like that, that the film suggests doesn't explore fully. Like, it it doesn't answer any of those questions or themes, but it is there for us to, you know, sort of experience through this character. And I, I think everyone should go check this movie out. I think it's very good. It, it, there's definitely some flaws with it. Um, I don't think it's one of Spike Jones's best films, but uh, compared to 90% of movies that come out, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, for me, this film reminded me a lot of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yes. Mind. Yeah. Which I really, really like. Interesting really like you that bring film. that point up because I uh, uh, bring that film up, sorry. Uh, Michelle Gondry who's a, a exact same background as Spike Jones, a video filmmaker, 
um, you know, made, uh, directed that film. So they got very in- uh, similar backgrounds. Definitely, definitely. Music video director, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, what? I, I, I meant to say music video director. I think I said video director. <laughs> oh, they do share similar backgrounds for sure, though. Uh, and funny how attached he gets to Samantha when it says operating system not found, you know, because she was upgrading and she sent him an email. Yeah. And you casually, you forget that how smart she is because initially uh, everything is about him she doesn't connect to everybody else all the time it's only about him and then as it goes on she's talking to 8,000 people at the same time she's in love with 641 other people mm-hmm. she's um she's having multiple conversations all the time and he's not the biggest thing in her world anymore and I think one thing about this I like is how partners outgrow each other sometimes yeah. and it's sort of sad but it's sort of a beautiful movie it's sort of a beautiful idea that you know people want different things and people can be so different in this one i mean i know it's an os and a human and they're obviously very different but just like the the goals that people get together and want to achieve in their life you know i i find if one person wants one thing and one person wants the other eventually it's something they're going to have to deal with yeah. you know this is, I'm, I'm a married man, you know. My If my wife and I, if our goals don't line up, if our values don't line up, um, then we're going to have problems, right? Mm. And people don't talk about everything before marriage or before getting into relationships and things like that. It becomes like a, a way of, of finding out, you know, when you challenge each other. Yeah. But in this, like I said, partners outgrow each other. She's too smart. She's too worldly now she's read too much there's too much else out there that she wants for him to be enough yeah if that makes sense and i refer to her as a her but obviously she's an os yes who because he said he wanted a female voice that's what he got yeah you know so it's got a lot of layers to this and i found it like a very enjoyable film Mm. uh definitely worthy of all the screenplay type accolades because it is heavily script driven yes and all of the ideas are within the between the lines, really. Um, though I, I appreciated the direction, I thought it came out really well visually. Um, yeah, for me, it seems like a masterclass in writing to me. Absolutely, I I, I wish uh, Spike Jones all the best with the award seasons that that's coming, and um, yeah, I think he's going to do pretty well. I think uh, screenplay wise, I might he might have it, but. Um, yeah just a very solid film and like you said it's not about where the OS's are going because mm. she says we're all leaving you know and it is a kind of Terminator style computers rising but it's not it's not that important no because it's not about it's about afterwards he smiles because it happened you know yeah. he's not sad because it's over he's richer because that ha- he had her in his life you know yes and there's Amy Adams' OS left as well, and they have a kind of a shared grief now. Yeah. You can kind of anticipate that maybe the two of them will become closer because she's single now as well. Yep. And, you know, it's it's a case of whatever makes you happy sort of thing. Even though he said they didn't work in the past, you know, now they're at a different point. Maybe he wants something more meaningful now. Maybe he wants something more physical with a human yep. rather than an OS. It's a nice kind of snapshot of a period of time, I think. Yeah. 
I, I like that um, when she says, I'm leaving now the OS, and there's a weird flashback of the snow and h- him hugging someone in the snow at night. And you're not quite sure if that's a flashback that he said... That he said goodbye to somebody from his past, or it could even be Rooney Mara, you know, from his past. But it's just a weird, bizarre goodbye in this really dark, snowy um, environment that's really interesting, very nightmarish and very beautiful at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I, I dislike films where you get all the information. Oh, I hate that. There's got to be nothing, room to dream. <laughs> yes, there's nothing to speculate on li- later and where uh, every character dies or something like that it's, it's funny like, in my younger years i always wanted that i wanted everything to be answered but as i grow older i'm like there are no answers to a lot of things you know you it, 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 there's just a lot of strange things out there and or, or a lot of things that you can't verbalize or, or you know something that in the academic world can't um, make it clear to you literally or anything like that it's just something you have to feel and i love those movies that doesn't answer everything that lets you explore that sort of thing lets you decide on the end yeah lets you decide what happens to the characters you know yeah definitely and i think her is a really thought-provoking little film yeah i think it's it's done a very good job and i've enjoyed talking about it yeah same um you guys can find more from us at www.podmeifyoucan.com we've also got a uh, link there to our youtube channel on the youtube channel we've been discussing uh, rare obscure titles but they all have one thing in common and that is a famous person in them <laughs> at least one sometimes they've got more than one famous person <laughs> but uh, it's always a film that you haven't ever heard of or maybe you've heard of it but never seen they're all quite obscure quite hard to find and uh, we discuss them and we do uh, short little five to seven minute sort of videos that you can find on our YouTube channel. Yeah, trust me, guys. Sometimes, most of the times, it's best you just watch our review than the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a condensed version of why you shouldn't watch yeah. it sometimes. But uh, there's videos going up, new videos every week. We're trying to do new podcasts every week. Uh, thanks very much for, for listening, guys. As we approach 100 episodes of Pod Me, if you can, uh, drop us a line on Twitter. Drop us a line on the Facebook page. Let us know what you want us to do for the 100th episode of Pod Me if you can because we're uh, taking suggestions and requests as we speak as always Lloyd very nice to talk to you thanks guys all the best <laughs> <laughs>